favorite song to start off this morning with. It's good to be here. It's good to be here this morning. I hope you all had a, a good week. But it's always good to come back to the house of the Lord. Just get revived and, and just fill our hearts with the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time. This, uh, of course, we do uh, continue praying for Don and Kathy. Don is doing well. And hopefully to see him back in church here real soon. Uh, that's going to be good. But, uh, anyone else need to go back up here? Remember, uh, yeah, Mel and Robin. Yeah. Remember them for sure. And, and continue praying for Brother Bo here. It's good to have him. Yes. Sounds good up here. Remember um, Deborah's sister, Jenny. Um, they can't figure out exactly what's wrong with her, and it, it just sounds a whole lot like Lisa. So, uh, and she's been in and out of the hospital. Honestly, I don't know if she's out or in uh, right now, but uh, it, it's dragging on the way Lisa's did. And she's just full of infection, and they can't get her straightened out. So. Be with her, Janet, and her family, uh, Deborah, and so uh, just remember them in practice and definitely in the name of the Yes, Blessing it is. We've, we've done these a few times, and what a blessing it is to do it again. 
and I'm looking forward to it. But invite someone to be a part of it. And uh, invite someone to be a part of it. I talked to her a few days ago and she said she was doing better. I thought she'd be good. She's been sick. Be missing someone, but uh, we all have someone on our heart. I know for sure that we can always lift up in prayer. Always continue praying for Chris's mom. Continue praying for me. We always lift her up in prayer. Um, and the ones in the nursing home, I always remember them. You know, they, sometimes you get in the in the nursing home, it's just like out of sight, out of mind. That's the kind of way I look at it. And, and I know those people need some. They need someone, and they definitely need us to pray for them for sure. Patsy Vickery's there. Yeah, Patsy Vickery's there. She names her She's got a road in the church. Yeah. And, uh, again, we need to, uh, what a blessing it was when we went and shared songs with them and, and sang there. And I appreciate Chris, you know, doing that. And uh, But what a blessing it was to them. Not only to them, but it was a blessing to me. Sure. So, to be there, be a part of that. It was a great question. Thank you to the church for loving on us. And uh, she has gone back in nursing back to an assisted living facility. They called and wanted her to come and work. And she is just going to, when you just said it, it just touches my heart. Because that's what we're talking about. She's going to go in there loving on those people. She just, you know, we know we pray to and she just knows the Lord's put her there to love on them and take good care of those patients. And uh, i got to give God the glory for something to Miss Jeanette Lockhart that y'all prayed for that had the pacemaker and everything put in. She is doing great. Our neighbor, she walked to the mailbox yesterday and walked back, and she said she's doing very good. So to ask to say thank you for everyone praying for her. Thank you. Amen. Answer prayer. Answer prayer. We have, again, we have so much to pray for each and every week. And, and not just every week. We need to pray for these each and every day. Yes. Well, they came across traveling, too. Uh, far, I mean, the Colorado with you. Yes, I think they're traveling. Yeah, we need to pray for their safety. They've gone through her, their granddaughter. Yes, yes. I, I just got a text from John, too, speaking of that, and he said, um, he said that um, headed home today, can't figure out how to get this mule I won in last night's poker game on the plane. We're going to pray for Joe. He's just kidding. There's one. There's only one jock in there. Well, he's got twin brothers. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I really care. Just say Yeah, they might be a whole lot of life. Me and Lane had a lot of lot characteristics too, being twins. But, but anyhow, let's uh, let's go Lord in prayer. I'm gonna call on my wife, and that's what you lead us in Lord prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, dear Lord, for just the blessings of being here, Lord, in your house with our family, Lord. And just thank you for the. All the ones here, Lord, and maybe for the ones that were not able to come today with all the sickness that it's been, Lord, and now all the ones that are traveling, Lord, we, we miss them where they're not here, but it's but we are just thankful to have 
to have them as our church family and we'll yes. know they'll be back but just take care of them as they're traveling and we'll just be with all of them in the nursing home and spying and Andrew and Patsy just be with them give them a special touch today Lord we just pray now for our service today we'll be with Brother Michael and Sunday school and be with Brother Steve as he as he brings us your word Lord and be with Brother Walter through our devotion Lord he always does the best job and yes. starts us out so well so Lord just be with all these requests and just thank you for letting us be here in your house today all these things I'm asking you man. Amen. Amen. Brother Robert you come up and bring our devotion and I think this time next we will have baptism is it next Sunday Sunday morning baptism so nine o'clock so keep that in your prayers also bless you Lord yes we have to welcome everybody this morning and also welcome October yeah. Amen. <laughs> that don't seem possible. Uh, just uh, this year's just flying by. All of them have flown by recently, but uh, I'll just take just a minute this morning. Um, um, let's just preface this a little bit. I I listen to people on YouTube a good bit doing presentations and stuff. And of all people in the whole wide world to listen to give a speech. Pat Dye is pretty hard to listen to. He's not a speech giver. But I listened to him address the, um, I think it was the um, Tallahassee Auburn Touchdown Club or something. And he did his little funny stories about his games between Auburn and FSU and things. But he ended by saying that, he said, I want to give you two little points that have made me successful in career. He said, I have a capacity to love people. He said, the people that I'm around, I love. He said, I love my farm and I love all this stuff. And he said, I, I love people. And he said, I have a great capacity to forgive. He said, I've had people do me wrong. But he said, and in his, and if, you, if you really want to see it funny, turn the closed caption on and that automatic closed caption trying to uh, write what he says because he's got that southern Georgia draw and, it, and the words come out really funny sometimes but he said uh, that uh, in his words he said something like get that off your shoulders it ain't hurting nobody but you he said throw it away and get out under it forget it and forgive so I got thinking about uh, scriptures in the Bible. You know, there's a lot of things about love and forgiveness, but I guess the, the most preeminent verse is John 3.16. It showed a, an unbelievable love that, that a father would send his son to a sinful world to be crucified. You know, if, if if that's not love, I don't know what it is. I mean, that that's just... Uh, and so he said, it's, And God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And he goes on one verse further. I've always liked 317. He said, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. It was not an act of 
uh, you know, it's, it's not an act of vengeance. Um, it's an act of love that, that He sent Jesus to the world to be, uh, that the world might be saved. So let's keep that in mind and, and um, Pat Dye says, get that stuff off your shoulders. Carrying it around ain't hurting nobody but you. <laughs> and uh, uh, it just, you know, it just impressed me when people go from from their personal persona, and all of a sudden they just turn personal. You know, from their from their professional persona. Let me put it that way. I got to say what I need to say to please this group and this group, and, and then all of a sudden, every once in a while, they'll just go personal, and that's when it gets real. That's when it gets real. So. Uh, let's get that stuff off our shoulders if we got something. To, and and he, he said to the crowd, he goes, some of you out there are carrying stuff around you don't need to be carrying around. In his own way, he said, you know. And so, uh, if we carry something around we don't need to carry around, get it off our shoulders. Get them rocks out of our pockets. They're heavy. Throw them away. Anyone else got anything this morning before we take classes? If not, we'll, we'll take our classes at this time. A few days will be welcome in November. those of us that are here this morning. Amen. We are in Romans chapter 5. Uh, we do have a lot of people traveling this morning. Uh, Brother Roger failed to mention we're in October and the high next Sunday is 71. That's what they're saying. But that Huntsville may stay in the 60s Sunday. So it's going to change there's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me when Brother Bobby was baptized, it was really cold. And I believe it was Brother Paul Kelly. Bobby didn't say anything. Paul says, let's get out of here, it's cold. Under his breath. Middle of December. 
It's good to be here this morning. Marilyn said, tell everybody hi. She's fine. Uh, she's down in Florida where it's raining every day. So, raining somewhere. Good to be here this morning. We kind of turn the page a tad in Romans with chapter 5. You know, we've spent a lot of time with uh, circumcision and works, and while Paul's not going to drop it, that's not going to be the main emphasis of his writings. I guess he feels like he's made his point by now. But in chapter 5, it starts out with the word therefore. So really to understand therefore, we have to look back to what he just got through saying, right? And what he was really saying, I'll start at verse 22 of the last chapter, talking about Abraham. And therefore it was imputed to Abraham for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone, but it was imputed to him. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus Christ our Lord from the dead. So he's saying, with that in mind, that imputed righteousness that we have as Christians, he says, therefore, in chapter 5, being justified by faith. Now, what do we mean by justified? Today's going to be a synonym lesson, okay? That's, that's what I spend a lot of time on. Justified means to be made right or to be acquitted. If we want to use a legal term, to be justified means to be made right. No problem anymore. Nothing between. Uh, free. So he says we're made free, we're acquitted from our sin because of faith. And because of that, we have peace with God. What a small phrase to mean so much. justified by faith, and therefore we're at peace with God. And think of that standing to be at peace with God, knowing that He has nothing against us. We have nothing against Him. We have been made right or acquitted, and we have peace with God. You know, when we think of salvation, it's, it's easy to think of eternal life. But I sometimes think the peace that's put in our heart when we're saved is one of the greatest benefits of salvation on this side of the grave. Is that, what did Brother J.T. used to call it? Deep, settled peace. Yeah, that's in our lives. It, that overrides the ups and downs and curves of life. I don't know, there's, there's times I've raised kids, you lay down at night and you worry about them. I know that. You trouble about them. Uh, you hurt for them. But when life's just a swirl of boiling water, we lay down at night for what really counts, there's still peace. I, I, I just feel like that's the number. If you go write down benefits of being a Christian in this life, that's got to be up there in the top three. It's peace with God. And to know it, and that is something the world cannot grasp. Uh, the peace that we carry around all the time. I guess peace and joy would be one of the top, two of the top three, wouldn't it? That just override, if we let it, it'll override all of life's issues. 
We'll use that word. To have peace in our lives. Yeah. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. There's a song, and I have, I, I have tried all week to remember the song, and of course Ricky was just like that. The phrase in it's actually joy unspeakable, but there's a phrase in there that says, living in the realm of grace. Living in the realm of grace. And Paul says we have access by faith into this grace. The living in the realm of grace. Oh, that's a tough one to describe. It isn't funny. It's hard to describe, but everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. This, this, this realm that we live in as Christians that over, over, I don't know, it overshadows everything in life. It's what a way to live in the realm of grace. Yeah. Access means permission. We have permission to live in the realm of grace. Yeah. Because of our faith in Christ. If the world could just get a good glimpse of the world we live in, it'd be so attractive to you. Yeah. Living in the realm of grace. What a way to live. Yeah. To walk. What's that? Number 55 in the red book. Hand in hand with Jesus. Yeah. Every day to live in His kingdom, His realm, in the midst of a world that's done well. What's Terry say? It's world it's just gone to seed in craziness. Yeah, craziness gone to seed. Yeah. Michael, you said to to get a glimpse of you know if the world could get a glimpse of the world we live in. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's also important that we keep in mind the world they live in. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we'll become oblivious to it. And you know, that's the battle we're fighting is to bring people into this world so they'll have eternal salvation and be saved. And if we don't, if we can't see their world, then sometimes we might just say, well, that battle system might not be worth fighting today. Mm -hmm. Well, it's worth fighting every day. And um, the, uh, the, uh, you know, it, it, there's just not an end to it. We put out this little fire, and there's a, a raging building over here. And if we'll keep in mind that our salvation, it saved us from something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we would be shouting the rooftop off if our house was on fire, and, and, and Brother Sam Johnson pulls up with his ladder truck, and he runs a ladder up to our bedroom window, and everything below us is on fire, and he pulls us out. You know, we were saved from a fire. We were, we're, we're okay. He brought us down, retracted that thing, put us right back down on the ground. We're fine. But sometimes I don't think we proclaim enough of what we were saved from. Yeah. 
And it's so easy to forget that the world doesn't live in the realm that we live in. And to forget that they don't have what we have. You know, we take what we have for granted too many days. This peace living in the realm of grace. I guess that's what I was trying to say in a thousand words. <laughs> we, <laughs> we take, it, good we right. take it for granted. Yeah, we take it for granted. We get comfortable in it. Maybe that's what I should say. We get comfortable in it. Yeah. Brother Michael, I was, had a devotion and um, just the Lord put such a burden on my heart for the lost. And I just don't know, I was just praying and uh, I said, Lord, I just want to be a hell snatcher. I want to snatch people that are headed right into hell. I want to snatch them so hard. But I just whatever you want me to do, just show me. And in my life, I said, God, forgive me where I failed you. I haven't walked. You know, as I should have in a lot of things in my life. But I don't know, just that word hell snatcher just kept coming to me. And I sat there and I said, Lord, just show me what you want me to be. I want to be a warrior to the Lord to stand and do what he's called me to do. I, you know, I've lived most of my life in this last few years or whatever God gives me. I want to just be a, part, be a person that can go after the lost and snatch them before they get into hell. And, that's my passion in my heart. It's like God has just stirred that fire in my heart. You know, every opportunity that we come in contact with somebody, I say, God, don't let me let anybody slip through the cracks. Because, you know, we don't know where they're headed. And um, I said, give me a boldness by the power of the Holy Spirit to, to be that witness, to, to not say something if I shouldn't. But if I should, Lord, give me courage. To speak your truth. And uh, I just want to give God glory for that passion that He's put in my heart. And because uh, it's so easy, like you're saying, you know, to live in a bubble, can I get caught up in our own families and things? And, and I said, God, don't let me forget that you snatched me from hell. Somebody you put on their heart to pray for me and to come after me. Or I wouldn't be a Christian right now. That, that someone not had that passion in their heart pray for me. And I don't want to let that die. I don't want to be a, a, a cold ember. I want to be passionate on fire for Jesus. I want to stay on fire for the Lord. Amen. I guess right now Sister Jess is the youngest in the group. <laughs> but each of us that's here, we probably I'm sure we've all figured out this is the best way. This is the good way of life. You know, there can be billionaires, there can be fame, there can be so many routes in this life. I've got decided this is the good way. This is the good way. Living in the realm of grace. And, and as wonderful it is, as it is, this is just an appetizer for what comes later. Just an appetizer. A good life we live. Yeah. Second verse, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Now, I almost made the mistake of reading this verse wrong and I got to think of standing of something I do. 
But if I read it this way, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein is our standing? It's our position. Yeah. We were placed in a position, although unworthy, nothing of our doing, but we're allowed this position, this standing in grace, in this realm of grace, all because of Him. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'll pick on Brother Chris. Because of his position that he's in at his job, there are certain things he's allowed to do. He's given those privileges. Well, once we're saved and that righteousness is imputed to us, our standing then with God gives us access into grace. And nothing can take it away. That, that's our position. That's our standing with God. Faith by grace. By faith through Christ. And he says, and on top of that, which is kind of what he says in verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. And boy, that's a... Oh, oh I'm sorry. i got to back up. I went too far. Wherein, back in verse 2, not only where we were... St <laughs> by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice. So there's the joy part of it. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now let's don't, let's don't put the wrong definition here on the word hope. You know, hope can be, if you want to look at it, a dream. You know, you could say hope is, uh, well, I, I sure hope this happens. But that's, no, no, not the definition here. It's hope, this hope that Paul's talking about is not a wishful longing. That's, that's what I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, that, uh, Linda has a saying uh, of that kind of hope. Hope is not a tactic. <laughs> there you go. Hope is not a tactic, yeah. But a couple of definitions that I ran across, the confident affirmation that God is faithful and will complete what He has begun. When Paul writes of hope, that hope, that's what he's saying. The confident affirmation that God is faithful and He will do what He has begun to do. To trust in, wait for, look for, desire, and the last one, to expect something beneficial in the future. The key there being to expect. Not wish, but to expect. That's the Christian hope. And we rejoice in that hope. <laughs> well, what's the old saying? That we, 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 hope, we're, we rest in the hope that it just gets gooder and gooder. Right? Yeah. I often thought the very absolute best, I don't know, maybe say the best church service I've been in, or the best walk day I've ever walked with God, is just a nibble. It's just a nibble of a cracker of the feast that He has for us. You remember earnest money? We're all familiar with earnest money. I want to buy that car, I'll give you $50 to tell you I'm real serious about it, and I'll come back and pick it up, right? 
Bible says that the Holy Spirit that dwells in us is just earnest money. Just a taste. Just enough to hold just enough to hold us. To seal us and hold us till we get the whole thing. Right? Yeah. And you think of the walk in the realm of grace with the Spirit of God in our lives, but that's just earnest money that God gives us. We cannot fathom what awaits us, can can't even begin to grasp it. No wonder all that Revelation did is tell us what won't be there. We couldn't grasp what will be there. Yeah. Yeah. But we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only do we rejoice in hope, we even glory in tribulations, he said. Now, I did a lot of synonyms on the word tribulation because well, first when you think of tribulations you think of some big calamity some right we want to jump to revelations when we hear that word but listen to some of the synonyms of the word tribulation and if you're wondering I get all my definitions out of Merriam-Webster I really yeah adversity grief Woe, affliction, misfortune, suffering, trial, distress. Kind of sounds like life on some days, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Paul's saying we can rejoice in the bad days that we have. We really can. Living in the realm of grace gives us something. I said those top two override the troubles of today. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. There are bad days. I know that. There are days when good things, bad things happen to good people. There are days, I don't know, you look through the Scripture. Yeah, I love the Bible, I've said this before, that it paints the people in the Scripture warts and all. Yeah. Not just superheroes that never had a bad day. Um, I don't know. Moses got frustrated and hit the rock. Jeremiah got so depressed, he hid in the cave. Job got so down, he wished he'd never been born. Let's just be honest with ourselves. We have bad days sometimes. We hurt sometimes. But because we live in the realm of grace, we still have joy in those days too. But Paul says even further than that, knowing that tribulation works patience. Okay? What good can come out of a bad day. Well, some of the definitions that I found for patience, perseverance, endurance, persistence, self-control, and poise. And as we each live the years we have, when we have bad days, I'll use the term, this ain't my first rodeo. You know? This ain't my first rodeo. I've seen people that a Christian, something happens and it just knocks them off their stump completely. 
and they have to work to get back up. Just as we lived our lives in the realm of grace, uh, when we have those days, it's not our first rodeo. Well, what's my turn? We don't freak out, do we? Because we still have that joy and peace. Now, I'm not saying I enjoy those days. No, ma'am. No, no, no. I don't. No, sir. And they hurt sometimes. But, um, you know, when we lose a close friend to death, it hurts. I know it does. We weep. And Paul recognized that we would weep. But he said, don't weep as the, like those that don't have any hope. We have that joy and peace in the realm of grace to persevere. You know, if, if I'm our jobs, if, if the first little thing came up that didn't work right and we just took all the papers and threw them in the air, where would we be? Sometimes we just have to back up and make another run at it, don't we? Yeah. Be careful how we look at things, too, because... <clears throat> Especially if you've ever had children or a trying job, sometimes you might say, "Lord, give me some patience here." Mm. <laughs> he might give you some more tribulation to work on that patience. <laughs> be careful what you ask for. If you ask for patience, and all of a sudden three more stacks fall over. Uh oh, that's not what I was asking for. But what you know, what we've really learned through our tribulations of life and our perseverance through life, we've learned that God still got it in His hands. That's really what we've learned. You know, I hope that a Christian that's walked in the way a while doesn't ever say or think or feel, where's God? You know, by now we should always know God's here. He hadn't forgotten. Now, way back the road, we might have done that. Yeah. I'm guilty. But as we live through the trials of life, life and develop some persistence about us. And I like that last definition about patience is poise. We don't have a fall apart because we, we've learned that God is in control. Yeah. I believe the longer we've been saved, the more we all be able to have the tribulations. And I think that's a growing process. A lot of folks, um, you, you see young converts that uh, that get saved and then the first time that trouble comes and trouble's coming, uh, they, like you say, they just fall apart. And uh, But we've learned that by looking back, if God brought us through this tribulation, He'll bring us through the next tribulation that comes. I think that's why it's so important to drive up stakes at our tribulations and how God brought us through. Yeah. And now, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Salvation is one size, okay? We're not talking about lost or saved here. But if you kind of want an insight on the depth of somebody's walk with God, let them have a bad day. Can I see where they're at? Are they still sipping on milk or have they got a little meat in their life? That's usually when you can tell. When there's when there's some headwinds against them. Yeah.
So he's saying, we glory in tribulation knowing that it worketh patience and patience worketh experience. Knowledge. Know-how. Maturity. Patience. Training. Understanding. And wisdom. Ah, uh, what's the saying? Oh, if I knew then what I knew now. Or what I know now. Yeah. What if I can go back and live my life knowing what I know now? Yeah, but unfortunately it doesn't come that way. Yeah. But by being faithful, we have that experience in our life. That understanding and wisdom in life. Yeah. Well, I, I know your sister Deb has a saying that it is not her day to run the universe. And I think if we all would adopt that, we we could, you know, put a lot more joy in our life. And it is it is not my day to run the universe, and I can't help it. What's going on in Seattle or Washington D.C. or New York City or uh, I can only help the way that. Um, P.J. Fleck said that there's no bad days. There's just hard days. But to continue rowing the boat, and, and it, your days would be filled with joy that in the rowing. And if, but I think when we get caught up and get, think of ourselves as more than we are, and try to, we try to pray hard enough or try to work hard enough to solve all the ills of, of a fallen world, <coughs> of a fallen creation. We're putting ourselves in God's position. God could have um, forgiven the world, but that wasn't the plan. And He could have made it not fallen anymore just with the voice just with the sound of his voice so I think if if we try to you know worry about what a warlord does in Zimbabwe and then all of the things that we're just trying to set ourselves up as God because we're trying to run the universe. But that's that's not what Christ said for us to be. Christ said that He was the example. And, you know, from the woman at the well and the woman caught in adultery and, and you know, the, His interactions with um, 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 Zacchaeus and Pilate and some of the and, and all that's how we should live is the way that his example was. That's what he called us to do. And I guarantee if we do that, there's gonna be a, a lot more joy in our lives. Sure. You know, there's two children's songs, if I could remember, I'd be better off. Number one's Jesus loves me, this I know. And number two, he's got the whole wide world in his hands. Amen. 
If I could get those two songs down in my heart, my days would be better. Yeah. Let me read. Let me get through verse four and five right quick. Uh, tribulation works patience, patience experience, and experience hope. And I found one more synonym I held on to for hope, and that's confidence. Confidence. You're running somebody that's really confident. I'm not talking about arrogant. Just confident. Michael, I, I had a long relationship with my neurosurgeon, Dr. Guthrie. And on Monday before I had my surgery, Dr. Guthrie and I were talking on the phone. And, and he said, you know this could get a lot worse before it gets better. And I said, Doc, I, I know that. But I've got some grandkids that I want to see grow up. And he said, well, I, without this surgery, I don't think you're going to. And he said, but hold to the fact that it will get better. I didn't realize, you know, pretty much everything from my waist up was working at that time. And I could walk a little bit. I probably couldn't make it to you without following. But then when I woke up the next day and couldn't move anything from my neck down, I thought, man, he, he told me right. But I had a confidence, not in Dr. Guthrie, but in the real physician. Sure. That and that I could I could live whatever he wanted me to do. And if I stayed that way from now on, if he wanted me to do that, I owe him that much. It's because he loves me so. And that, that's why people ask me how I, how I live like this with and, and I, it's not Bo, because Bo gets depressed, and Bo gets where he feels like Paul when he said, to die is gain, but to live is Christ. But then I think of the Jenny Owen song, and, and she, Jenny was blind. And there's a verse in it that she says, I'll walk through the darkness if you want me to. And I'll ride in this chair for as long as he needs me to, if he wants me to. And I can be content with that. With your heart, verse 5 to kind of wrap up this thought. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Living in the realm of grace, that hope in our lives. What a way to live. Anyone else a word?
We'll pick up with verse 6 next Sunday.